0: This episode of Adventures in Aurelia is brought to you by Gabe and Jeff from Interparty Conflict, Red on Fire, Moto Ghoul and Polka Dancer on Patreon. You can join them in supporting the show at patreon.com slash adventures in Aurelia. And Welcome to Adventures in Aurelia, a podcast where five friends sit around a table and record themselves playing Dungeons and Dragons. I'm Chris. I play Rim.
1: I'm Krista, and I play Ariel, Asmar, Divine, Soul, Sorcerer. I'm Caitlin.
2: I play Tempest, a Water Genasi Ranger.
1: I'm Chantel, and I play Kanina, a Tiefling, Sorcerer.
3: I'm Damien, and I'm the DM. I'm Steven Jondrew from Better Podcasting, a podcast about podcasting, part of the Gunna Geek Network just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find fantastic geeky shows at gunnageeknetwork.com. Previously on Adventures in Aurelia, Our adventurers drew closer to the town of Riven and the Guild Hall. Members of the group began thinking about the future of their adventuring party. With Rem staying in the cabin to keep Ariel company, Ariel takes advantage of the private time with him to try and figure out his intentions with the group, and see if he'll stay with her after the current mission is over. Meanwhile, Kanina sought out Tempest to more directly ask her to join the guild and continue with them, wherever their adventures take them. We are going to pick up today on the night of the 10th of Monanon as the party begins to settle in for sleep, with you guys expected to return to Riven on the very next day, as long as nothing goes horribly, horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. We've already pre-determined what your guys' watch order will be in the ending of the last episode, and we had Tempest first. We rolled a 12 for her watch. Tempest, as everyone else turns in for the night, and you set up for your first watch, Mm -hmm. where do you decide to be in the room? What, What do you do to keep yourself occupied during the next few hours?
2: Um, I mean, it's not a huge room, and there's a lot of us, so probably just sitting up in bed,
3: fidgeting with something. Go ahead and roll me a perception check. 23. Evidently being the first one to take watch and being just still awake from the day before. As you sit in the bed, I imagine staring at the door, just seeing if it's going to be opened or anything. You gradually notice the the sounds of the ship kind of change. It, it starts out, you can tell that the people that are outside up later are probably uh, hanging out doing a bit of a light friendly drinking and general carousing you hear groups of conversation from the outside but through the metal sides of your room you can't make out any distinct voices over the next few hours you just gradually begin to notice that the sounds of conversation have kind of faded to the point that only every once in a while you hear someone either walk up to the bow of the ship probably taking a look at what's out in front of them or climbing up onto the area that's above your guys' room. As far as you can tell, no one stops and spends any significant time in front of your guys' room or anything. And your time for watch comes to an end. Kenina had said that she would be taking watch after you.
2: Tempest gets up off of her bed, goes over and gently wakes up. Nina. Oh, it's that time already, huh? <laughs> yeah. So far, nothing exciting's happened.
4: Mm, I see, I see. Well, have a good rest. And Kanina will try her best to uh, be vigilant. She's very intent on kind of paying attention to any footsteps that might be pacing throughout the halls at night. She doesn't know exactly what was written on the note that was left outside our door, but she is curious as to what kind of... uh, feelings are being stirred up on the ship so she's uh looking to be maybe a little more
3: confrontational about it if she gets the chance (laughs) at this point you've officially made it to the 11th of Monanon. during your watch time transitions over to after midnight on the next day go ahead and roll me a perception check as you're listening for footsteps that come alongside your door Where is it that you would choose to be for your watch?
4: I think she would set up fairly close to the door because she does have the intention of making sure that we're keeping guard. She's also keeping an eye on the room because there's always that underlying tension of whatever specter had appeared reappearing suddenly. So she's like probably doing a very bad job of trying to keep an eye on the door, trying to keep an eye on the room and perhaps not being as uh, all watchful as she thinks she is. Would you be kind of sitting or standing at the doorway? Probably sitting. She knows she's in for a good amount of time for watch, so I think if she's standing, she'd probably be a little too restless and maybe a little too loud for the others. As you're sitting there,
3: trying to keep pace of the people that are walking by, no one that you hear seems to be stopping in front of your guys' door at all. But after a couple hours, you notice that kind of as you've stared at this door, there have been shadows that gradually pass in front of it as you hear people walking across towards the front of the ship. And as you're sitting there, a shadow kind of sweeps along the bottom edge of this door. doesn't seem to be stopped. If it doesn't pause
4: longer than perhaps some of the other passing footsteps... I don't know if
3: she'd be very suspicious at all. After a moment's kind of hesitation on your end, it occurs to you that there are, in fact, footsteps that have accompanied this movement from the front of the ship towards the back of the ship. And we approach the end of Kanina's watch. I think there might be a little almost disappointment
4: there because I think Kanina was hoping perhaps something more might happen, but at the same time, she's relieved that nothing terrible has occurred because, again, there's that sense of wanting to know what's happening with the people on the ship, but also having that lurking fear of something reappearing inside of our rooms. But she will be glad that nothing bad has come to pass and she will go ahead and wake up the next watch.
3: Okay, the next person that was going to be taking watch was Ram.
4: So she'll walk over and kind of jostle him from his little setup on the floor. Just be like, huh, time for watch.
0: Rim's eyes will just slowly open as if he was going to be awake anyway, and he'll nod and say, all right, thank you.
4: Nothing unusual happened.
0: Okay, get some sleep. Rim's actually going to stand up and walk to the door, and he's going to open it just a little bit so he can see out into the hallway, see if anybody's there.
3: You see someone standing at the bow of the ship.
0: Are they just looking out over the water? Yep. Okay, we'll close the door back, but he's actually going to leave it like a crack open so he can see if he sits in the right spot of the room. He can see like through the door to see if anybody like touches it. He's just going to sit there and just watch the door for now while he listens.
3: Within the next 10 minutes or so after you sit down and you're staring out this slit that you've left in the door, you see a dwarf very quickly, because of how limited your line of sight is, pass through it as the person that had been standing at the bow of the ship heads towards the main area of the ship.
0: They didn't pause for things. It's fine.
3: Not that you noticed. Go ahead and roll me a perception check. Ten. About two hours into Rem's watch, you notice that the area outside the doorway, where you had been keeping an eye on, on the floor starts to darken a little bit. You don't hear any footsteps associated
0: with this. I can't see anything through the crack?
3: What you're seeing is kind of shadow form on the floor of the hallway. So like somebody's standing in the hallway? That would be kind of what you would infer, is that it seems like someone is standing behind where the crack in the door is to where their shadow is cast into the space in front of it.
0: Would I remember where the light sources outside the door are? So like, it would I make know where
3: sense. Go. There, There's more light sources on the main deck of the ship which is on the opposite side because the crack in the door faces towards the, the bow of the ship.
0: Okay. So Rim will quietly stand and like take very slow steps towards the door but he won't open it or anything but he'll be you know prepared if anything happens. As you approach the door, well, another perception check. Seventeen.
3: As you kind of lean in towards this door, the shadow that was there fades away. Does a 12 hit? No. You feel suddenly a very cold sense of loss emanating from behind you.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm going to spin quickly to face the direction behind me. Drawing my pick, which I was, you know, had a hand on but hadn't drawn yet. And as I do, I'm going to yell, Intruder! Everyone that's asleep,
3: go ahead and roll a perception check. With disadvantage. Ariel. Five. Kanina.
2: Three. Tempest. So, you know, it was going to be another 23, but with disadvantage, uh,
3: that's a nine. Rem whirls around, shouting Intruder. Intruder. And the words kind of catch in his throat a little bit as he goes to say it. And what is floating in front of him, staring him down, is a shade, just like the one that he had seen a few days ago. And you just hear
0: So, if I was close to the door, this is kind of floating between the two beds? It came up as right
3: behind you as it could.
0: Okay, and nobody else has budged. I'm guessing everybody's still sleeping.
3: Tempest might have rolled a little bit in her sleep. I'm still close
0: to the door though. Yes, you are right in front of the door. Is the door metal? Yes. I'm gonna strike the door with my worn hammer as hard as I can, try to make it make a noise. At this
3: point, we are going to move into initiative. <laughs> okay. Is this going to be Rem's
0: action? Can I make it a bonus action?
3: It's not an attack, but you per can se. make it a part of your attack to hammer at the door.
0: Uh as a bonus action. I'm actually going to cast Divine Favor. Basically, it allows me that on my attacks, I can do an extra 1d4 of radiant damage, having remembered that my attack from the previous attack didn't do anything. So I'll slam my hammer into the door and just yell just like, ah! like loud. And then I'll turn and take my second swing at the shade. I want you to roll an attack at the door. See if There's, I can. No, there is a reason for it. OK. That'd be a 22. All right. And then damage,
3: I'm guessing? No. There was a reason for wanting an attack on the door. And go ahead and roll your second attack at the shade.
0: That's a nat 20. You know what to do with a nat 20. 15, 21 points of standard damage, and six of divine. I'm curious,
3: what is the wording on your divine
0: favor? A uh, player empowers you with a divine radiance until the spell ends. Your weapon attacks deal an extra 1d4 radiant damage on a hit. Okay. Go
3: ahead and roll for initiative. Everyone can go ahead and roll. Two. Ariel. 22. Kanina.
1: 13.
3: Rem. 6. Tempest. 20. Ariel, Kanina, and Tempest. Roll perception with advantage. Ariel. 13. Kanina? 18.
2: Tempest?
3: 23! All three (laughs) of you, as Rem takes the blunt end of his war pick, it's like a hammer, and slams it against the metal door. Wake up to this massive crashing. And though it takes a few moments to process what is happening in front of you, you see that Rem is currently facing off with another one of the shade creatures that had attacked Ariel a few nights prior. Another, you say? Does it look different? (laughs) I don't know that you got a good enough look at the last one to distinctly make it out, especially considering it is a vaguely incorporeal, blackened shadow form. Much of like we would think of a ghost in our own world.
1: Because it was sucking my face out, how close was its face to my face? (laughs) Like, would I notice anything different?
3: All that you had seen was a black emptiness underneath its hood. Rem, does a 16 hit? Yes.
0: I don't have my shield.
3: You take nine necrotic damage and I need you to roll a constitution
0: saving throw. 21, and I also have to roll a concentration check.
3: Four. You will lose your spell. It is your turn. My turn. Yes, they've they've all spent their turn waking up.
0: Uh, I am going to attempt to circumnavigate the shade, never leaving five feet of distance, but like work my way around to place myself between Ariel and the shade, and then I'll take another two swings, even though I don't have my thing anymore. It is eleven. Eleven is going to pass right through it. Okay. And seventeen.
3: A seventeen is it passes about halfway through, you feel it make contact.
0: Okay. Uh seven piercing.
3: Alright, is that the end of Rem's turn? For now, yeah. Ariel, it is your turn. You are now awake. You see Rem facing off with one of these shade creatures that you had been attacked by just a few days prior and you have seen Rem move around the room to put himself in between you and the creature.
1: I'm going to make sure that the spear's right with me because I've been keeping it so close and with it still covered grip it tightly because I feel like it's trying to get to that.
3: Go ahead and roll me a perception check. 16. You do believe that you feel the spear underneath the wrappings that you have given it. And then I'm
1: going to reach out, snap my fingers, and yell light upon you and cast Guiding Bolt at it. Seven. 17
3: to hit. A 17 will hit.
1: I'm casting at level 1,
3: so it's just 4d6.
1: So 17?
3: Ariel kind of leans off the side of the bed with one hand on the spear to see the shade around Rem, thrust out her other hand, screaming light upon you in Celestial, and a bolt of light shines from her hand, hits the shade right at the center of its massless mass, and it is vaporized. The shade that was in the room appears to be gone. All four of you are awake. What do you guys do? Let's start with Ariel.
1: Um, she's going to grab the spear and put it in her lap, grab her staff, put it like in front of her. I'm imagining that she's like crisscross, like I'm sitting right now on the bed and hanging on to both of them and just looking like speechless, just looking at everybody else like, what the fuck?
3: <laughs> Tempest, what are you
2: doing? Uh, I think she would be... Probably like one foot down on the ground, kind of in that half standing up, like getting up one foot on the ground, one foot still on the bed, you know, going to reach for something. But it all happened very fast and just heavily breathing because...
4: Adrenaline. Yeah. Kanina. I think Kanina's much in the same state. Uh, Since she was probably uh, prone on the ground, she'll go ahead and hop up, kind of... I think she's uh, at this point just, like, wide awake with the shock of the noise and then all of a sudden seeing the shade vaporize in front of her eyes. So she'll uh, look around and just be like, what, what, what happened here? Like, where did it come from?
0: Rem. Rim's going to be still standing where he was, kind of trying to blink away the after images of having a very bright light and a very dark room go off. But he's going to also take a second to cast his Divine Sense, which acts like detect good and evil which allows him to see if there's any fey, fiends, elementals, or celestials within 30 feet of me, already knowing that everybody else lights up anyway and looking for people I don't know. As he's still scanning the area for any kind of enemy, he's not, like, he's still in the heightened sense of, like, there could be more.
3: Do you know what it is, or do you get a
0: overall sense of all of them? It says, for the duration, you know if there is an aberration, celestial, elemental, fey, fiend, or undead within 30 feet of you, as well as where the creature is located. It is blocked by a foot of stone, an inch of common metal, or a thin sheet of lead, or three feet of wood or dirt. I would know also if I'd consecrated an area if it was close to that area, but I haven't.
3: Other than what you expect with the three other people that are in the room, nothing kind of lights up for you. Okay. You don't know whether that is because the room and the ship that you are on is enough to block your ability to see, or if there's another reason, like nothing being there.
0: I think that lasts... So to last ten minutes with concentration.
3: Ariel's going to reach down to her
1: staff and just, like, cast light and light the room up so it's not dark anymore.
3: Everyone go ahead and roll perception. Ariel.
1: I got a crit. 20, so 22.
3: Kanina. 17. Rem. 24. Tempest. 20. All of you hear the slam of a door as it bangs open and footsteps running across the main deck of the ship. What the fuck was that? (laughs) Who's banging on shit? And then moments later... Your guys' door bangs open. Good thing Rem is no longer standing directly in <laughs> front of it. What happened? It's really bright in here. <laughs>
4: Dina, do you want to deal with him? <laughs> uh, well, uh, well, calm down, Thorstagg. We've, uh, we, we've handled it. There's, uh, everything's good now. Handled what? All of well. a sudden, there was just Clang! Uh, we just had a bit of rowdiness. Uh, <laughs> we had another uh, visitor. We dealt with it. Things, huh? Yes, things. <laughs> things they're which we taken discussed.
3: care of, huh? Yes. He kind of takes a step in and pulls the door behind him. Squints at you because it's really bright in here for him. it it have to be so loud? You know they're all going to know, right? Well,
4: um... It's... Either that or imminent injury, so we're sorry for the trouble, but I think what was done was very necessary. Look, if, if, if all goes to plan, we'll only be here for this last night, and then we should be pulling into port tomorrow, right? If we're still on track?
3: Yeah, assuming we're still on track about half a day away. He kind of pushes past Ariel and looks out the porthole. Where is... He? oh yeah, there's the lighthouse. About half a day away. Yeah,
4: so uh, we we shouldn't hopefully cause you any more trouble. I I know it's been a bit of a a rough journey, and all of us are a bit on edge. But uh, we're we're almost through this. We'll we'll just keep vigilant watch for the rest of the night, and uh, we should be good. Hopefully, by the
3: time day comes. Yeah, I'm gonna hurry up and get out of here and uh, go try to put fires out and hope they didn't wake up literally everybody else.
4: Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping
3: that Clang didn't travel all the way to the bottom of the ship where most of them sleep.
4: Well, uh, yeah, sorry for the trouble. If anyone was disturbed, hopefully. Yeah.
3: Mm. It's not a rough close, but the door is closed. At
0: least it didn't break the door.
4: I think Kanita's definitely thinking to herself, it's just like, I don't think they're going to be very happy if I try to come back on board the ship again in the future.
0: So I think that also would alert Ariel that her attempt to decurse the item didn't work. Yeah. How would uh, the DM here describe necrotic damage affecting a person?
3: Like a bit of their soul being ripped from them.
0: So he'd like look a little paler, maybe some circles under his eyes. Yeah, you
3: know, it's it's like there's cold because it's cold out. And then there's like cold because you've gone through trauma.
0: I'm just wondering because like, you did almost one quarter of his health. Did a lot more to the shade, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> so last time the shade came, you had said that I rolled well enough to like know what it was and I had explained to them what it was. And now the second shade happened. Um, would I know if this was like, it would, can only come in the dark or something like that?
3: You believe that it could exist in the light but it would pose a much less significant threat.
1: Okay, I'm gonna look at Rem, and you seem pale or something. You like?
0: He's a little paler than at this point. It wouldn't. You wouldn't know if it's just lack of sleep or actual damage.
1: But I know you were fighting it, so yeah. I'm gonna be like, Rem, are you okay?
0: I'm. I'm fine. Are you okay?
1: Yeah. It didn't touch me. Did it? Right. Did it get you?
0: Uh, it. It. It hit me, but I'll be okay.
1: Ariel's gonna get up and come over and place her hand on you and you'll feel a warmth. And I'm gonna cast Cure Wounds. Six plus two, eight. And then I'm gonna, after I do that, say, all right, I think uh, basically for the rest of the night, I would feel more comfortable if we could just keep some sort of light on. Um, I can keep a light on uh, and take a turn at being awake
0: no, it's it's okay. You can get your sleep. It's still my watch. He'll pull out the lantern that he has, the hooded lantern.
2: Don't I have a sword that glows?
0: Yes, you do.
2: Tempest reaches under the bed and pulls out her sword, unsheathes it. Just, you can use this as a nightlight.
0: I got a lantern. He'll <laughs> light the lantern of revealing and place it in the corner so it kind of spreads the light across the room. Thank you, though. You might need that.
4: If you want light, I can always light
1: a fire.
0: That, that, that's what the lantern is.
1: Could be a little brighter.
0: I don't think Thorstagger would appreciate fire on the ship.
1: All right, well, I'm probably going to write some notes down. I'm not going to fall asleep right away. So, uh...
3: everyone go ahead and roll perception. Ariel. 15. Kanina. 3. Rem. 14. Tempest. 12. Everyone except Kanina notices, and this might just be the way the conversation flows as you guys are talking. That outside the porthole, the shore and the water around you is starting to turn a light pink hue.
1: Um, We notice that the sun's coming up, and we're just Ariel's just not sleepy after everything. And she's got her journal out and she's writing down the fact that it didn't come after her first this time that she knows of, that um, it came in the dark. Um, She writes a description and notes that it's looked basically like the last one or very similar to, and that maybe it has nothing to do with the Grimfang dream that seemed very real and not sure now if it's actually targeting just me or if it's just going after the group of us because maybe, and she's gonna leave it at that, like, I don't know anymore.
3: With Ariel staying up and writing in her journal, I believe Ram is planning to stay up just through the day, finishing out his watch, right? No,
0: he's, he's a little on edge, so yeah. Do Kanina and Tempest
3: opt to stay awake, or do they try to go back to sleep? I think at this point, we're
4: probably both too adrenaline filled. Yep. <laughs> so we're. It's one of those instances where you're like having a nightmare or you're dreaming of falling, and then that jolt just causes you to wake up so intensely that you just can't really go back to sleep. And in this case, the the nightmare was quite real and very much a dangerous threat,
3: so it's... About five minutes after Thorstag left, there's a light rap on the door. Uh, hello? Camina will walk over and open the door. Oh, oh good, you're still awake. Are you guys okay?
4: Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, uh, just had a bit of a rough night. We're all a bit on edge still, so, uh...
3: Yeah, I, I heard what happened. I mean, first I heard this loud plang and, and then when I came up, uh Thorstag actually c- caught me coming out of the out of the galley and uh to- told me that uh the things happened.
4: Yes, uh things Again. didn't d- d- indeed happen. Uh we
3: we dealt with it very swiftly. And Ziggle kinda looks past you know, you, you guys all good too?
0: Could use some coffee
3: coffee um oh okay i'll get i'll get something made It's. is early but i think i think i'm up for the day morning i'm up for right now As any too. other
4: requests uh no i i think we're good Th- thank you for checking on us
3: <laughs> okay I'll, I'll be back in uh 10 minutes 10 minutes or so all right we'll see you soon and we'll gently close the door
4: and wait for her return she's just got it wasn't anybody who was <laughs> Angry
3: at the sudden mm-hmm. uh, loud noises coming from my room. About ten minutes goes by, and you, you hear another light tap on the door. Hey, I brought I brought the I brought the coffee. Oh yes, yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> I also brought some toast. Just to- toast was easy. I've got some bacon and eggs going down there. Uh, it's keeping everyone else that that woke up busy right now. Ah, thank thank you. We <laughs> appreciate it. Or er- you know the weird thing? They're like. They're only upset because they got woken up early they kind of' you they know, they don't seem to give a shit that you guys are under attack or anything just that you made them wake up before the sun came up
4: yeah, I guess uh I could see that people are sometimes a little hit cranky when they don't get their full night's sleep Well, full night sleep
3: is important to be fair, they also don't seem to give a shit that you guys were like being hunted by something apparently, but at least they don't they 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 they're more pissed at whoever made the loud noise
4: yeah we, we're sorry about all the trouble we've caused so far but uh, we're almost at port we should be gone later today so they won't have to worry about us causing too much disruptions.
3: <laughs> Ziggle like puts a hand out and up to put it up on Kanina's shoulders like I'm gonna miss ya you know with you guys going home today.
4: Yeah it's it's been nice. Did you call it here. home? Yeah it's basically home Okay curve. home today then. It's where we always return to so it's uh it'll be nice to get back it's been been a while
3: I don't remember if you mentioned, how long have you been out?
4: Uh, yeah, we've been out now, I think, for about a month or so, and all the weeks start to blend together when you're on the road, you know?
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure these boat journeys don't help, they take up, like, almost a week on their own.
4: But It's, it's been nice being back on the ship here with everyone and getting to see some familiar
3: faces. Come to think of it, I don't remember the last time I went, like, home home. I should probably go back to getting breakfast ready. Oh yes, please. Bye, Nina's friends. Bye. I'm sure will see maybe one of you at breakfast. Bye. And she walks off. What do you guys decide to do in kind of the time between Ziggle bringing you guys coffee and some toast and like, I guess a mixture of seeing the sun fully come up and hearing the ship kind of start to get moving. I think at this point, especially with the addition of the coffee,
4: Nina is wired and about bouncing off the walls. So she's going to start her usual morning routine, maybe with a little bit more uh, intensity than usual. And she will eagerly look to uh, Ariel and Tempest, and she's like, you guys want to join?
3: In the room? Yes,
0: in the room. Rim will try to move to one side of the room to get out of the jumping jack way, (laughs) while sipping a cup of black coffee.
2: Tempest is still just laying on the bed. Staring at the ceiling.
0: Ignores Nina's offer.
2: She's not tired. She's just, uh...
4: Not eager to exercise. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Nina's uh, probably also just used to Tempest (laughs) rebuking her uh, invitations to join for early morning exercise. the
1: reason my strength is only 11. (laughs) (laughs) Ariel's gonna get up and be like, yeah, I could really use something to slightly take my mind off of this. Yeah. Well, you know the routine by now.
3: And
4: a one.
1: (laughs) Oh, God.
3: (laughs) After about an hour, if you were to look outside of the porthole, you'd see that the sun is fully up at this point. If you were to actually take a look out of the porthole towards the shore, you'd see that the city of Riven is starting to become more clear. still seems to be a few hours away, but it's starting to be distinct from just a spot on the coastline. There's a knock on the door. It's still gentle, but a little more firm than when Ziggle had been up about an hour,
0: hour and a half ago. Rimmel will open the door and look out.
3: Ram opens the door pretty much right as Thorstag once again, like, is in motion of putting his hand to the door. Oh, oh, I thought, I thought you guys were just gonna, I don't know, be, be uh, just gonna stay in here and, and ignore the rest of the boat. Uh...
0: You're missing breakfast. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ziggle came by a little while ago.
3: No, like, breakfast is, is made now. Like, eggs and bacon and and some potato thing. And then Ariel's stomach grumbles really loud. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's enough to get a Tempest to sit up and start putting her <laughs> boots on.
3: Bacon?
0: Uh, Rimm will look into the room and see everybody kind of shuffling around and be like, "Uh, we'll probably be in there five minutes.
3: Okay, uh, I got... I don't know, it's it's kind of like... I got something to ask you guys. Oh, yeah? Will you, like... I don't know, say something? What do you to, mean? To them, the people, on the boat, the crew. I don't know, I think if you guys were to, like, actually say something about what the fuck's been going on since you got here, like, from you guys' first-hand account, it, it might do a little good to, I don't know, help put them at ease and... Okay, you're starting to think that the boat might be kind of cursed or something. What, do you want us to apologize? I mean, that would be a start. It's not us doing it, though. Yeah, but it's my boat. We can, uh... And at this point, I got about four crew members that are about ready to get off and Riven and find a new boat to
0: work on.
1: Maybe we should at least just reassure them that when we get off the boat, the problem comes
4: with yeah, us. We,
0: we can definitely <laughs> uh, probably say something. I'd, I'd appreciate it.
3: Yeah, and we can still keep it
0: A fairly
4: uh, vague and she'll like wink at Ariel <laughs> about you know, everything that's going on. And we'll just say that's like official guild business, you know?
3: Yeah, sure, sure. Well, what whatever you feel like's gonna do something. Maybe field a couple questions because I wouldn't be surprised if people are asking things but like I thought I kind of handled things the first time and then when I was trying to handle things this time and listening around and Ziggle came over and talked to me and that's when I found out that like some of the crew were just like yep this boat's cursed I'm getting off the boat and not coming back. So if you could say something so that they know that it's about you guys and not about the iron cask here,
0: I'd greatly appreciate it. We know how superstitious sailors can be.
4: <laughs> Tempest has glared at Rem. will just be like, um, I can stay here with Ariel if you guys wanted to grab breakfast and then bring some stuff back later on.
0: It might be good to, for all of us to be seen. Just just to let them know that we're not hiding some super big secret. In the room with one person.
1: Well, that will be up to Ariel. Yes. Uh, Ariel's gonna look to Thorstagg and say, "We'll we'll be up for breakfast and have a talk in five minutes. Uh, I'd like to discuss with my friends here before we go out there."
3: Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, uh, we we got like. Four or five hours before we reach the city. So as long as you do something in between now and then, because I don't think any of them are so desperate that they're going to swim.
1: I mean, are most people eating breakfast right now? Would it be a good time to
3: like, when everybody's gathered? I mean, a decent amount of them are doing the little after breakfast chat too.
1: Yeah. And word talks. So, okay. And then Ariel's going to wait for him to leave before she does says anything else.
3: Picking up the hint that this conversation is kind of over, he turns, walks away. I'm going to listen and
1: make sure I hear footsteps
3: of walking away. Oh, he, he walked away. Like he just left the door open and, and you heard him walk back towards the main deck of the ship.
1: So my request is, and she's going to look at Nina. I don't want to let anybody know that what I carry is evil or could be the cause of all the situation to keep anybody from trying to get it grab it throw it overboard whatever so we can say that we fought Grimfang he was incredibly evil and it could be that something's chasing us and we didn't know that until after we were aboard the ship and it appeared in our room and we can put it on that instead of an object that people might try to get
4: yeah, I do rem- remember you mentioning that you wanted to keep everything about that item uh, pretty under wraps. I've definitely been doing my best to kind of honor that. Um, what you feel is important about keeping it secret is valid, and I, w- I was just planning on saying it was guild business, and if we wanted to bring up Grimfang, that's that's perfectly fine too. I think that's a decent idea, but uh, we have to be prepared to, you know, pin the truth on how much we know in front of a lot of people.
1: I just mean like if we get pushed against the wall with questions, we have some sort of story where they're all on the same page to fall back onto. I'm perfectly like happy with saying it's just guild business. But if we get pushed and pushed... We can pushed, keep it
0: vague and yeah. not mention the spears specifically.
1: Or even an item.
0: I still think it'd be good for all of us to make an appearance to uh, quell some of the uproar that we've created here.
4: you think there's anything we could do or offer that might kind of help ease tensions?
0: Um, I think the best thing would be letting them know that we're in, you know, we're leaving, and most likely that will go with us. Not much you can do but let them know that they're probably safe, that it's not the ship, it's not the the trip, it was simply a passenger.
4: Yeah, I certainly feel bad because, like Tempest was saying earlier, it's not really something that we're necessarily like causing, but it's definitely. The air is a lot different on the ship this time for this trip than it was last time I was here. Everyone's a lot more tense, so I'd I'd love to see the the cheer kind of restored before I leave, but...
0: I'm sure they all still love you, Nina, so... I'm sure that you letting them know that everything's gonna be okay will definitely ease many of them.
4: Yeah. I definitely want them to feel like they can be reassured by our presence rather than I guess nervous around it because I feel like, especially if we're representing the guild, then we have to kind of uphold a certain type of uh, presence.
0: Yeah. We'll definitely have to probably field a few questions they might have. I think letting them know that you know this is not the impending doom of the ship will definitely help raise spirits.
4: Well, I'm ready to go face the crew whenever you guys are.
0: I will nod and then he'll open the door and begin walking out towards the galley.
4: Nita will follow closely behind.
1: As will Tempest. Ariel's gonna make sure she has both her staffs strapped to her and go out too.
3: What does Ariel do with the spear?
1: Uh, the spear's still bound, and it's going to be strapped to her back with her staff not bound, but right close to grab. That's also strapped in a way that she can just pull let out.
3: Okay. You guys make your way out of your room for the first time as a group since you set foot on the iron cask. You guys notice as you head across the main deck. It's not very large, but... I imagine especially the way that you guys left your room. You're kind of almost in a single file marching order as you do so. And the two dwarves that were on the deck kind of spread out and make way as you walk by.
4: Nina will turn and wave at them cheerfully and just be like, good
1: morning. Ariel's going to make note to rub both the horses' noses as she's walking past them.
3: The dwarves don't return quite the cheerful candor that Kanina meets them with, but they do give a respectful kind of nod of the head and a, and a grunted sh- m- m- morning. Ariel kind of takes a couple steps to the side, scratches Princess on the nose and gets a excited kind of nose rub into, into her hand. She turns around. No Name kind of brushes against her arm, too. You guys walk into the galley. Ziggle kind of as suddenly a group of people, because most of the people coming into the galley don't end up being in a group. Oh, it's it's all of you. You guys came down for breakfast, right? Yeah. Good morning. I'm starving. Well, here, help yourselves, help yourselves. We kind of do, like, I know you've been taking like plates and trays of food up because you've been wanting to stay isolated. I haven't even seen you leave the room since you got here. Anyways, we kind of do it like buffet style. So just take help yourselves. Eggs, bacon, potato thing, hunk of bread, butter. Not necessarily in that order.
4: Yeah, everything looks delicious as usual. Thank
3: you so much.
0: So, Rem's going to kind of stand there for a second and scan the room with all the other people eating.
3: There's like three people in this specific room at this point. There's probably a handful that are down in their quarters at this point. You hear uh, noise from the room next to the galley. Rem had already walked through there before and knows that it's like kind of the loading staging area for where they get stuff down here for shipments. Um, since you guys are about to make port, you could surmise that what they're probably doing is getting things ready to be offloaded from the ship as they get here. And there would have been a few that are up above.
0: So Rim's going to turn to Ziggle and be like, hey, uh, is there any way you could get a gathering of those that aren't necessary at their posts right now? Uh,
3: I mean, I could try.
0: I'd appreciate it. That'd
3: be it. more like Thorstags' thing, but I can give it a shot. Where Where do you want them to go? When do you want them to go there?
0: Well, I'm just trying to get the, the group of those that, you know, aren't actively having to do a busy job, those that could, you know, gather for just, just for a few minutes for me to, to say a few things, and then they can go about their day.
3: Yeah, I'll, I'll go down and yell into the quarters and t- tell them to get their asses out of
0: bed. and. Well, you don't have to be mean about it. Just let them know that, you know, if they have any Tell questions... Tell them to put
3: their dicks away and come up here.
0: Let them know if they have any questions about anything that's happened in the last few days. We're going to talk about it.
3: All right. Uh, you guys... You guys... You're adults. You can feed yourselves. And Ziggle wa- walks away. You notice that Ziggle's got a little bit of a, like... Not quite a limp, but an odd gait to her. A little, little bit of a, of a waddle. Kind of like one of the either knees or hips doesn't work quite quite as good is this
4: something she's had even from my previous time on the ship yes i think uh Kenina will take the the quick uh break between when Ziggle leaves to uh quickly stock up on some of her cooking because she knows it'll be a long time <laughs> before she'll have her cooking again so she'll enjoy it while she can
0: rim will just have some bread and butter
1: ariel's having eggs
0: i surprised she's not making a sandwich
1: I thought about it, but I was
3: like, they wouldn't be doing
1: that.
0: (laughs) Tempest eat bacon.
1: Lots of bacon. (laughs)
3: Does Tempest eat anything but bacon? Mm,
2: I had some of the toast that Ziggle brought earlier. Okay. But now, bacon.
3: Those of you that ate quickly are able to kind of stuff your faces before Ziggle comes back. And those of you that took a more normal, leisurely pace with your food are about halfway through your meal as, as Ziggle... Pobbles back, shortly followed by five crew members.
0: How big is the crew complement? Uh, 17. Okay, and you said there was like three here and five more just walked in? Yeah. Let's go about half here. Around half. Okay, so room's going to wait, and then after everybody's kind of in the room, you're going to stand up, and he'll look around the room and be like, uh, first of all, I'd like to say a few things. I'd like to thank you first for uh, allowing us to take this journey with you all. Uh, I know there's been some rumors flying around I wanted to put some to rest. Uh, We were sent out by the guild to investigate a few things. Uh, Ran into some trouble uh, with a band of gnolls out in the forest. In the uh, interest of the guild, we were bringing back some items and some news about what happened. It's possible that uh, we might have angered someone on our way. I wanted to first let you know that the events that have been happening in the evenings are nothing to do with this ship and that we as the the guild are definitely going to be investigating what might have caused them. I can assure you Thor Stag is on board with this and knows that this ship is safe and it will continue on its normal course after dropping us off in Riven. If uh, anybody has any questions I can do the best I can to, to answer them I know Kanina it's a good friend of all of you, and would be more than happy to answer questions too if you don't feel comfortable asking in a group. Is there uh, any any issues that I can help with right now? What is it? Uh, not completely sure ourselves. Seems to be some sort of malevolent spirit.
3: Spirit, huh? Uh,
0: seems that way. Yes, we're not quite sure. We're definitely going to be uh, discussing it with our leaders at the guild.
3: How's it getting here?
0: again. Not completely sure. It seems to to appear. We've, As we have fought it a few times, it's never left any kind of corpse behind for us to investigate. So it may be traveling through the spirit realm. How does it know where you guys are? I'm not sure. Again, that's something we're going to be discussing with our leaders when we reach the guild.
3: How can we be sure that it's going to
0: stop when you guys leave? Well, I'm pretty sure that it's after us, in general, as it hasn't attacked any other crew member on the entire boat, has only appeared with us. I believe it to be following us specifically.
3: A number of the people around nod, and uh, someone else speaks. I was like, "Well, you, you do have a fair point there. That it hasn't seemed to harm. That it hasn't harmed anyone else in the crew, has it?" And everyone else kind of shakes their head and is like, "No." It seems to be tied to, uh, specifically the
0: night? It seems to be a creature that does enjoy darker times. It's hard to pin down, doesn't seem to have... We haven't really been able to, to view it. It's dark and um, seems to attack from the shadows. What is it that
3: has led you to believe that it's a malevolent spirit? What, what authority do you have on that matter?
0: Uh, Well, having been attacked by it personally, I can tell you that it has a, should we say, fiendish touch or actions. It it seems to actually suck the life from you more than, say, like a a stab or a bash wound. My own personal experience through the vine tells me that it is a evil creature. I see. So you've uh,
3: felt it directly.
0: Yes, it has uh, directly affected me. How about the rest of
3: your companions?
0: I am unsure. I just know what I myself have built. Has it attacked any of you?
4: Uh, It certainly made attempts the the first night, and we did suffer
1: some injuries.
4: She won't say exactly if it was Kanina
1: or... Ariel is still eating and just shoveling food into her mouth.
4: <laughs> Can you know, like side-eye Ariel? But if she's not speaking up because she, she didn't expect her to, she'll just be like, uh, so yes, we've, we've been affected by its attacks before.
3: Ariel, go ahead and roll a deception check.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. I actually have a good deception. Seven. Cause I have a plus five. What's the
3: quiet one have on her back?
0: i look over her shoulder and be like, well, one is her... They're my weapons. ...staff, and another one is a walking stick, I believe. You fight with a bedsheet. Nicely made. She likes to keep her staff safe. And clean. I'm willing to dis- use deception for that.
3: She doesn't want the wood to get all scratched up. I'll, I'll go ahead and, and let Rem roll. I feel like this is a little bit more persuasion than deception but I'm going to give you advantage because Ariel is more or less helping you out. Okay. 16. You see him squint. Hmm. You know, I understand a number of you to be magic users, something that I myself cannot claim any knowledge of. So, suppose I will leave things there. You assure us that as you leave the ship today, that your problems will be going with you?
0: I believe they will be. I cannot be...
3: Is there any assurance that you would like to offer those of us as the crew that by staying on here when you guys leave, we won't be in any further harm?
0: I cannot make a positive, 100% assurance of that. However, if it does follow us off the ship, I can tell you that removing yourself from the ship only keeps you in the same area that I believe that the spirit will follow.
4: And if it helps ease your minds, we could always send a cleric or some such to help inspect the ship from the guild if that would uh, put your minds at ease.
3: Kind of as Ram is talking, you see this guy kind of cross his arms and mutter to himself a little bit. And then as Kanina finishes, I think that that would be a Good arrangement. We will be here for at least over the night. And I think that that should give you time to work out arrangements with your guild to make sure that the vessel that we travel on will remain safe without you.
4: Yes, we'll do our utmost to make sure that you feel secure in our leaving and that we're taking our troubles with us. We, we really are grateful for you allowing us passage so suddenly. And I'm, I'm very happy to be back on board the ship and see everyone again. But I know, I know it's been a bit troublesome and we do we do apologize for the ruckus that we've caused on this journey, but we are truly grateful and we're only hoping to change things for the better. But uh, Kanina will be very much, I think, uh, turning on the charm, presenting, you know, a big old grin and like looking each person like in the eyes. To try to give them, like, the best assurance that she can. That she will be trying her utmost to make sure that nobody here is going to be troubled.
0: Rim's going to walk over to Ziggle and say you guys are going to be in port for a day or so.
3: We're always in port for at least a day. Uh, sometimes two. Sometimes it, that- it depends.
0: I take it that's when you take a chance to reprovision.
3: Reprovision, the guys and girls on the ship go take care of any of their own business uh that's normally when we get paid and uh that's when people go buy some of the good booze can
0: i ask a favor of you sure he's gonna reach into his pocket and pull out 20 gold and hand it to her how discreetly is this he's trying to do it so that the whole crew doesn't see like he's not like he's definitely walked aside with her people could glance over and see that he's talking to her and he's gonna be like use this and he'll hand her the 20 gold he said, grab the, the crew something and tell them, you know, after we've left, that it was from us as a uh, an apology. It could be booze, if you believe that's best, or uh, some sort of confection. I'll leave it up to you.
3: Ooh, I've got
0: ideas. All right.
3: Appreciate
0: it. Well, then actually walk out and go out on the deck.
3: At least half the people that had gathered around... Seem to get the idea that this meeting is over. Turn and begin heading. You know, some go up onto the main deck, some go back down to the quarters. Where does the human go, the one who's been speaking? He goes down below deck. I think Kanina will go ahead and follow him. Okay. What do Ariel and Tempest do?
1: Ariel's going to go up on the deck and she wants to watch us come into port. So she's going to go just stand and think and watch that.
3: And Tempest?
2: Tempest would probably just go back up to that spot that she had been sitting in the other day okay. above deck and um, sort of space out again because exactly the same thing happened as last time.
3: Okay. Kanina follows this guy down below deck. You know, you're now down on the, the engine deck, which is also where the crew quarters are.
4: So she's not being weird or stealthy about it or anything. She's just kind of following at a casual pace in the direction that she thinks that he's gone. And if he's still within talking distance, more
3: or less, uh, she'll, she'll call out to him. Imagine that as he started to head down the stairs, you were able to kind of close the distance and catch him as you're about halfway down the stairs before he enters the side that his quarter is on. You can say something to him. You
4: can be like, uh, hi there. Um, I noticed that you have quite the vested interest in the ship and whatnot, but I don't believe I sailed with you in the past.
3: What's your name? No, uh, I do not believe that you and I have met before this journey. My name is Benedict.
4: Yes, and I'm Kanina, with the Guild of Adventurers.
3: Ah, guild, guild members, I, I gathered from that conversation and a little bit that I picked up from Thorstag earlier that you are uh, somehow related to Siv'all's Guild of Adventurers, doing some sort of official guild business.
4: Indeed we are. Nice to see that Thorstag's picked up some new crew members who uh, take such a uh, good stance about supporting the ship.
3: I believe that we should all do our parts to support the ship. It is, after all, how we make our living. So how
4: long have you been on the iron cask? Uh,
3: the crew picked me up about a month and a half ago.
4: Have you been liking your journey here so far, then? Have you liked working here?
3: I have gotten to see more of the coast than I am used to. I, uh, I come from Thumeria and usually don't get to travel so far north as Port Norseal. In fact, this is the first time that I've been in Port Norsal in the last few decades. It was nice. I got to drink some nice elven wine for the first time in quite some time. It's much cheaper up north than it is down in Thumeria.
4: Yes, I would imagine so. But I do appreciate uh, you stepping up and listening to uh, what we had to say. You posed some very valid questions.
3: Well, I, I had a vested interest, especially given that Once we are done here, our next stop will be Thumaria itself, which means that it would be the perfect time for me to make my leave from this crew, if that were to be my fate. And I'd like to live long enough to have that option.
4: Yes, I see. Well, I'm sure that with our leaving, then any danger that would be abnormal upon the ship will have passed, so hopefully you'll be able to stay with the crew uh, long into the future, and perhaps I'll meet you again if I come back on board the Iron Cask.
3: As I said, I am not one to claim to understand the magic side of things, so I don't really have much to do other than believe that you guys are honest people. Thorstein certainly seems to trust you, and I I do very much feel that if you are able to have a cleric come and cleanse the ship to make sure that things are pure, that I will at least feel safe getting home.
4: Yes, of course. We'll do our utmost to make sure that you can feel safe and secure when you
3: leave port. I appreciate you at least going out of your way to make it seem that way. Now, if you'll excuse me, I've got some business to attend to.
4: And from Kanina's impression of him, uh, he, he seems pretty upfront and straightforward with everything he's saying, correct? Go ahead and roll
3: me an insight check. Kanina rolled 23. As far as you can tell from your impressions, he seems to be upfront and you don't get the hint that he is lying about his like lack of knowledge in the field. So it seems that he is being honest with essentially trusting your guys' opinion in the matter.
4: Yeah, you Kenina know, will leave it that that. She just kind of had uh an interest in meeting this individual who was so very outspoken about like the crew and kind of the uh the state of the ship. So she she was interested in this new face that popped up. And like she says, um, she's hoping, you know, if she does uh, board the Ironcast in the future, you know, she'll be able to meet him again, you know, and foster better relationships than <laughs> she did this time. She trusts in uh hiring capabilities and in his judgment
3: of people. You have more faith in Thorstag than I think even Thorsteg has in Thorstag. <laughs> So, where is it that Rem was heading as he went back up to the main deck?
0: Just out onto the deck to look out over the water.
3: Okay. Fairly shortly after you head out to the upper deck, Ariel comes up. Seems to be doing much the same as as yourself. Then a few moments afterwards, Tempest comes up and you see her head up on top of the deck that spans over the two rooms that you guys have been staying in. Thor's deck comes out to uh, speak to you guys. So I... Uh, I heard you had a meeting, and he's talking to Rem.
0: Yeah, we uh, decided, as you said, to talk to at least part of the crew. Hopefully the information can disseminate to those that are busy with jobs.
3: Yeah, from uh, from what I heard, uh, it went, well, well, might not be the best word for it. I heard that a couple people were kind of grilling you guys, but it seems like your answers at least were satisfactory. Uh, I mean I know you just kinda of volunteered the ship for it and you hadn't really said anything to me, but I guess there's gonna be a, a cleric coming on board.
0: Uh something Nina suggested to help quell some of the fears that something might linger behind.
3: I I see, uh I, I'm not much of a religious person myself, uh, but hey, if if it makes everyone else feel better, I'm not gonna say it's not gonna make me feel a little like. Warmer and fuzzier inside knowing that someone came and blessed their holy energy on this on the ship. Who knows? Maybe it's going to do fuck all for the evil spirit thing and that's all tied to you guys regardless. But maybe it like, maybe the ship does a little bit better. Maybe a little bit luckier as we go on just because of this. It's possible, yeah. It could turn me into a real superstitious man real quickly here.
0: Again, I, like I said, I know you uh, you sailors and your superstitions are kind of tied.
3: I try to avoid the superstition part. That's why my ship here runs on its own power instead of relying on things like the winds and the currents.
0: Yeah, it's been kind of nice. The Iron to- Cask says, fuck your superstitions. We're going. <laughs> been rather nice not have to be at the mercy of the wind and the current. Real solid ride, too, don't you think? Yeah, has been, uh, has been nice.
3: Almost feels like being on the ground. Uh, so, you know we're gonna be back in, uh, in just a couple hours. We're gonna be, we're gonna be making port. Y'all, uh, thinking you're gonna get your stuff ready here soon?
0: Yeah, we'll probably start packing up and gathering things, putting them in the wagon, You're ready to offload.
3: Yeah, it looks like your, your friend, the, uh, the, the one with the things, uh, is kinda staring out to the front of the boat lost.
0: She's got a lot on her mind.
3: Okay. You know, I was just thinking, oh, I'm not going to go talk to her. I don't think I have anything to say that's going to be helpful. Someone might want to go talk to her. And he kind of turns around and walks off as Kanina comes out onto the main deck. Oh, hey, Nina. It seems that things are a little better now.
4: Yeah, hopefully we cleared the air a bit. Seemed like it went well. Yeah, it
3: turns out uh, you volunteered us for a blessing.
4: Uh, yeah, we we, uh, we offered, uh, having a cleric from the guild come by to help maybe, uh, ease some tensions, cleanse any, you know, lingering bad spirits.
3: Yeah, I've never had this ship blessed before. Depending on how it goes, maybe that's a thing we do.
4: Yeah, hopefully, uh, it <laughs> certainly will lift moods around here. Is it expensive? Um... It shouldn't be. I'll I'll, I'll make sure that I arrange for them to come by free of charge.
3: Oh, I assume that you were just handling this one. I mean, for future ones. Ah. You volunteered us. I didn't sign up for it.
4: Would Nina know if it's expensive? (laughs)
3: No. (laughs) You were like the wrong branch of the guild and the wrong like class and everything to speak with much authority on this. Yep. Well, you know, I really couldn't say. Ah. So you're taking care of this one, right? Of course. Okay. Just, you know, if, if you were signing us up for something and you didn't know how expensive it was going to be and, and Thorstein got a bill, <laughs> <laughs> I might be coming to the guild and grabbing, uh, grabbing Kanina <laughs> and putting her on the ship until she works off the bill, if you catch my drift. Oh, yeah. No, no. I totally understand what you're saying. <laughs> no, no, no. There should be no bill. Okay, good. Oh, uh, I was telling, telling uh, the old cranky one. Uh, oh, uh, Ren. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know, we're going to be making port here in a couple hours, so you guys might want to think about getting your cart and everything ready.
4: Oh, yeah. We'll definitely get it all packed up and ready to leave, so
3: <laughs> we'll try to kind of uh, make haste in onboarding. Oh, and, and also your friend, uh, she's lost. Huh? Who? Lost? Uh, the one up at the bow. I don't know, I said something about her to Rem, and he said that she's lost.
4: Huh. Well, I'll go say hi to her. (laughs) You'll just see Nina walking out just like,
1: Hey, Ariel! How's it going? Ariel will turn and be like, Oh, hi! And then turn back and just watch the port. Are you excited to get back to Riven? Yeah, I've been waiting. Yeah, it'll be nice to finally get back after all this time. Yeah, I, I just really want to, you know, speak to the guild and not have to carry this anymore, hopefully. Yeah, it's been quite the burden on you. (laughs) Well, on all of us, but yeah. Well, you've
4: certainly, I think you've taken a bit more upon yourself than the rest of us had had to, so.
1: Well, I watched it, you guys watched me. I mean, we're all sharing this burden. And
4: can you like put her hand on your shoulder, kind of like a show of solidarity? She'll
1: go ahead and just be like,
4: well, uh, Thorstag said that we should probably start getting ready to pack up so we can uh, be ready by the time that we land in port.
1: All right. Yeah, I I kind of was just not trying to rush back to the room since oh, no, they're we already don't... questioning, uh, like... Yeah, we don't have to
4: rush back to the room, but I'm sure you want to see Princess and maybe feed them some more snacks.
1: I'd like to go back to the room. I was just trying to, you know, act. I don't know. Well, it's good to get some fresh air. Yeah.
3: Is there anything that you guys would like to have handled before you guys leave the Iron Cask? I think we've made our pieces as best we can. And full of hours go by. Time moves to early to mid-afternoon. At some point, you guys went and took some time to get the cart ready. A few members of the crew helped you guys get the horses that were stored kind of in the bow of the ship, unhitched from the kind of makeshift posting that was made for them and getting them back down and kind of getting the cart reoriented so that the horses can be hitched to it and getting it pretty much ready to be the first thing off once you guys land in port. A reasonable way away from the docks, you guys notice that the ship's engines make a drastic change, and the force that you guys have been feeling for the last few days pushing you forward suddenly shifts, you lose your balance slightly as the ship starts to rapidly slow down with the sound of the engines being flipped into reverse. And all of a sudden the the gentle forward turns into just a The wake off the bow starts spraying up a lot more heavily as the amount of resistance changes. And you come reasonably gently up to the dock, and meet it with a slight bump. A number of crew at the dock are there, ready to rig up the ship and get it all tied down to the docks, and they help you guys get your cart off of the ship onto the main dock and point it in the direction of the rest of the city. Thorsteig comes out before you guys manage to take off, comes over to Kanina. You know, even with all the shit that's gone on over the last week or so, it's been nice having you around.
4: Yeah, and it's been great to be around. Hopefully, we'll meet each other in the season in the
3: future. And he takes a step forward, wraps his arms around Kanina, and lifts her up, giving her a hug.
4: Nina will hug back with surprising strength. Oh, <laughs> oh. She definitely, like, does the full embrace, though, with the expectation that it will be a while before she sees him again, so... Gotta give a hug that'll last.
3: <laughs> may our may our paths cross again. Hopefully under I'd say happier sir hopefully happier circumstances is kinda what I'm going for, but like the circumstances <laughs> were fine. It's the residual issues that you guys were dealing with. So hopefully, you know, under under better residual issues. <laughs>
4: well, hopefully uh us leaving today and sending out a cleric will help clear the air a bit. But yeah, hopefully we'll meet in the future. Farewell, Thorstag.
3: Thorstag walks over to where Rem is. Rem? Captain? I respect you. Thank you. He holds out a hand.
0: Rem will grasp it.
3: And he gives a, a firm
0: handshake. And may your travels be uh, easy and bountiful.
3: May your crew stay healthy and take care of the evil spirit thing. I hope to. He walks over to Tempest. You're kind of mopey. Mm-mm. I hear that. I'm a sure lot. that wasn't very helpful. <laughs> It was nice having you aboard. You didn't get in the way too much. It's been quite the ride. Hopefully, uh, if you run into her again, tell Seeks I said hi. I'll be sure to do that. Good. He holds out a hand. Tempest shakes his hand. He gives a firm handshake to Tempest. He walks over to Ariel, who I assume is up like petting Princess. Yep. (laughs) He's standing like three feet away. He goes, you know, I didn't see you too much. So I don't have many opinions on you, but you seem to care a lot about the things you care about. And I can get behind that. It's good to care. You got a lot of faith in whatever you got going on. I do hope that the evil spirit thing does leave my ship with you gone, though.
1: Oh, it will. Don't worry.
3: I hope so. And he reaches out to give a handshake, steps in as much as he needs to.
1: Ariel's gonna notice like his his nervousness and she's like oh it, it's okay and then she's just gonna nod at him
3: but it's kind of a thing
1: okay and then she's gonna come over and give him the dainty little handshake that she knows how to do
0: <laughs> you know I'm
3: not royalty right it's kind of a thing fair point that she's I gonna hope- stand there with her hand out waiting. <laughs> he, he he grasps the tips of your fingers between his like thumb and index finger. Just gives a little little shake. I hope you guys are okay. Whatever you got going, you kill that evil spirit. Yeah, with one hit. No, I mean you kill the evil spirit, the one that's after you. Oh,
1: hopefully no more come.
3: Yeah, but if it happens, you know.
1: We got it. We're strong. And we have we I'm have trying Kosain. to
3: root you on here, okay?
1: Don't worry. We have Kosain looking
3: after us as well. I don't know who that is. And he turns and starts walking <laughs> away.
4: That is as socially awkward as I expected it to be. <laughs> it makes very much sense.
3: And there's, like, a wharf master that's over talking to Thorstagg and another one of the dwarfs that you'd seen him, you know, talking with right before you guys got to port. They have uh, a number of scrolls and notebooks that they're going through to get everything all all handled. And uh, he, he looks kind of over at the cart. Uh, you guys are free to go!
4: Kenina will start um, jumping up into the driver's seat of the horses and she'll start to uh, get them ready to ride and just be like, oh, well, everyone on board who wants to sit up front with me?
3: Ariel's hopping up there. she wants to be close to Princess. <laughs> and I guess Kenina's driving.
4: I have vehicle proficiency.
3: Kenina takes the reins and you know where the guild hall is from here. you've you've got from the guild hall to here before. only now you have a cart to do it <laughs> And you take the cart. Back to the Guild Hall.
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode of Adventures in Aurelia. You can help the show out a ton by sharing episodes on social media and telling your friends. Leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Tell us what we're doing right or what we could improve on. Your review will get you featured in our next Nightwatch. Lastly, we'd like to thank the artists who allow us to use their music in our show Monument Studios, Dark Fantasy Studio, Michael Gelfi, Tabletop Audio, Scott Buckley, Joe Steedler, JDB Artist, Alexander Nakarata from Serpent Sound Studios, Windswept, Adrian von Ziegler, and Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. You can find links to all of these wonderful artists at adventuresinareliacom music